0: And now we're joined by a very special guest providing his memories of Don Imus, another WFAN icon, Mike Francesa. Mike? Thank you, Joey. Um, I was sitting in my office here in uh, Florida, and my golf game got rained out this afternoon. It's been raining most of the day. And I got a call, and then I've gotten, you know, it seems like 100 calls in the last 40 minutes or so. first call came from the program director, Mark Chernoff, who had uh, given me the sad news that Don Imus had passed. Uh, David Jurist, who was very close to Don, then called. And David was obviously obviously very involved with Don in the later years of his life and was so instrumental with Don with the Tomorrow's Children Fund, which we all were a fan, which uh, there is a Don Imus, WFAN, Tomorrow's Children's Fund wing at the Hackensack Medical Center because of the Uh, fundraising efforts of Don Imus and, to a lesser extent, the rest of us at WFN, but he was obviously the one who led the way with that. Later years for uh, SIDS with the Hollanders uh, and their loss and then the the charity work that was done for SIDS and sudden infant death syndrome, so obviously a lot of uh, very good good charity work that was done through the years by Don and is uh, probably as much a monument to his success as anything, but you know, uh, I spent a lot of years with Don. He was a very good friend. We didn't obviously see a lot of each other in the last couple of years. That's what happens in this business. But we were always very close. We started with a very rocky beginning. Uh, I was sent over by the station. I was working uh, it was pre-Mike and the Mayor. But I was working at uh, WFN, filling in a lot. And They told me to go over and do sports for Imus because Imus was going to be joining the fans soon. They were going to take over the 66 signal and they were going to inherit I in the morning as part of the station. It was going to become the quarter stone program. Uh, and I went over to do sports and I did a lot of sports from in those early days as did uh, dog and we didn't have a very uh, pleasant beginning. We got into a fight the first day, but obviously we both spent a good bit of time coming through that show as did a lot of the people whose radio careers went on to much bigger and better things both dog and I did. And then in 88, he joined the fan, which turned the station around the station. That had a very troubled beginning, but then it had Imus in the morning. Soon after, it had a new program that kind of caught on named Mike and the Mad Dog, uh, and the rest is history. So uh, this radio icon, which he was one of the real legendary figures in the history of radio, when you write the history of radio, Paul Harvey's name will be there. Howard Stern's name will be there. Uh, hopefully Mike and the mayor, name will be somewhere near the top, but Dom Amos will be in the top three or four for sure. Uh, he was one of the real radio icons and he did it first at WNBC with Wolfman Jack and later Howard Stern. And then of course did it starting in 88, right through 2007. So a 20 year run uh, where we had the same afternoon and morning drive teams together for almost 18 years until he left and then soon after dog left so we all went our separate ways but during that time we had an incredible amount of success and the idea of a sports station taking off at the beginning was crazy no one thought it was possible and because of what imus gave us in terms of revenue in terms of name value in terms of branding in terms of stability allowed the rest of us to build a sports Legacy on top of what he had already established, and that's where FAN came from, and that's why FAN is now one of the iconic brands in the history of radio. And he is obviously a very big part of that. This is a unique character, obviously on and off the air. Uh, a guy who brought a lot of different things to FAN, and, and really the thing that I take most from it. And I think he was, without question, the most uh, instrumental part of what Mike and the mayor have become, but also for me personally, someone who I think I learned more about radio from Don than anybody else. And I think what he also gave the station was a sense of professionalism and a sense of accountability. Uh, We knew that he expected a lot from people who came on his program. Uh, Bring something to the table was always the adage. Uh, Always come prepared, but also to watch him when he'd finish at 10 o'clock would be in the production studio until 2 and 3 in the afternoon working on bits for the next day's show, approving Larry Larry Kenny's work or approving uh, all of his writer's works or whoever it may be or whoever uh, submitted the script that day. But he was there working hours and hours for the next day's show and showed that kind of professionalism and brought that kind of professionalism and accountability to our station, which I thought allowed us to learn and allowed the rest of us to follow suit, which is, uh, I think, a big part of what our success was. So when I think about my years with them, you know, we had a, a ritual where every day, uh, right around 12, 15, 12, 30, we would start at one o'clock. Uh, he'd finish at 10, but then around 12.30, he'd go back and sit me in out uh, into the in his back office in Astoria. I would join him, and we would sit there and kind of settle all the all the radio business, be it good, be it bad, be it funny, be it somebody who needs to be ripped, that, or settle any controversies. Well, that's where all the day's business of FAN got done. That was kind of the nerve center of FAN for all those years. It seemed like a lifetime that we spent every day there, uh, through the day, him blaring the the music from his hand-picked jukebox and that jukebox when he left the fan uh i took it and it still is uh, a part of my home it's in my sunroom with the same original hand-picked imus records that were in it when he left in 2007 never changed one in all these years and we still play it all the time it's my uh, that elvis jukebox is my uh remembrance of the past but also my little link to him uh, through all these years so uh, we had you know we talked from time to time we didn't have, we didn't spend that much time together i could tell you we did but we would talk and we would exchange emails from time to time if something happened in my life if something happened in his life uh, like when I got in the Radio Hall of Fame he emailed me sent me some sarcastic nasty email uh, but he was very happy and very proud about what I've been able to accomplish and what we were all able to accomplish after he left uh, but when I think back to the days and the you know many years we spent together. Uh, it was a very special time. Uh, we built something that will last a very long time. Uh, as I move on and Dog already has, and now Imus has really moved on to a better place. Uh, we realized that, you know what, we left something that uh, has legs and left a, a brand and a uh, style of radio station and a kind of radio that has and will endure, and I think that's as much his legacy as are some of the great characters who were part of his programs or the many things he did. You know, he re- reinvented himself on a couple of occasions. He went from, obviously, the ultimate shock jock with all his crazy stuff to taking sports and being serious and blending that to his programs when he first came to fan. He got very serious about sports. He did a lot about sports, and then moving on to politics as he did and simulcasting with MSNBC and doing all the things he did. So he was able to, on more than one occasion, and I think people who last a long time in any business are able to do this. The great ones are able to reinvent themselves, and I think Imus did on two or three different occasions at different stages of his very, very long and incredibly successful career. This was one of the great careers uh, and one of the great figures in the history of radio. Uh, he leaves us today at the age of 79 having accomplished about as much as anybody could in a given profession. The first of the successful shot jocks, there might have been guys doing it elsewhere before, but nobody with the flair and nobody with the command or nobody with the attention that he gra- he grabbed and he demanded across the country. He was the ultimate shot jock. He started that kind of radio and then was again there as a pioneer when we started a different kind of radio with the fan uh, in the late 80s and then in the years that have indo- endured Sid. So when you think about it, there's a lot of things to grab onto. The individual awards he won, the charity work, as I said, with Tomorrow's Children Fund and Sid's and the ranch and all the different things he did and what he leaves behind. So uh, it's a sad time. Shocking news, I wasn't expecting this. Listen, he'd been sick for a long time. I mean, he had had all kinds of problems. We were amazed how long he was able to work and how hard he was able to work with basically 40% lung capacity going back into the 80s and 90s, okay? So he was able to overcome a lot for a very long time. He was a hard liver, as we know, uh, and went through a lot of different stages of a lot of different things. But he did live a very full full life. Uh, obviously, is survived by Wyatt and five other uh 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 kids he had uh four girls and had six kids in all including wyatt who he was so proud of our condolences and prayers go to Deja and uh to wyatt Uh, i know this is a very tough time for them but uh listen he had a very long and very rich life and again he leaves behind a incredible legacy as one of the great uh pioneers in the history of uh new york and in the history of radio so uh it's it's sad it really is it's shocking but again uh it's time to remember a life that was hard-lived and very well lived and a man who accomplished a lot and touched a lot my career uh and i know dog feels the same way it's ironic that dog had texted me today. I haven't heard from dog in a long time ironically he texted me because he'd seen the movie and he uh, sent me a text about my performance at Uncut Gems this morning
1: and how ironic
0: that I heard from him this morning. And then this afternoon, I get this news. So it's kind of things have come full circle today. So, a sad day for the station, a sad day for radio, and a sad day for the city of New York, where he was such a big part for uh, a very, very long time. But Don his legacy will live as long as FAN lives and as long as radio lives. So, uh, Don Imos is gone today at the age of uh, 79, and he will be sorely missed. I know I'll miss him, I know a lot of people would, but he had a great career, he touched a lot of people, and he obviously accomplished a lot. Uh, Condolences and prayers again to Deidre and Wyatt, and again, Don is gone at the age of 79. I wanna wish everybody a very happy new year, I didn't expect to be on the fan this week at all, uh, but it was my pleasure to do this because uh, Don has meant a lot to me, and uh, I know he means a lot to a lot of folks back in New York and to a lot of people who have uh, made the fan part of their day and part of their ritual since its inception uh, back in 1987 and his arrival back in 1988. Donahue is gone today at the age of 79. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours